0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, there's been a healthy, and apparently unexpected, blowback from Congress's decision last week to overturn rules proposed by the former FCC chair that would require Internet Service Providers, or ISPs, to get permission from their customers, that's us, before they sold information about our Internet usage and browsing habits to outside entities ranging from advertisers to who knows who else. Americans were not very happy at all about that congressional action. Perhaps the congresspeople, who were very heavily lobbied by the cable and communication providers, had never read the Pew Center for the Internet and American Life report that pointed out that 91% of Internet users felt that they had lost control over their personal information and we're not at all happy about that fact. Perhaps missing that report shouldn't be a big surprise, given what else Congress has been up to, most of which, of late, is opposed by majorities or at least pluralities of Americans. But here we are. So what exactly is the current situation, and what can we do as individuals to preserve what little control we have over our personal information in cyberspace? First, we need to really understand the implications of Congress's action before we can decide what to do about it. The Congressional action, formerly known as a, quote, congressional disapproval, end quote, leaves us in a very odd situation. Many Congresspeople offered justifications for their votes after their constituents began raising hell. Unfortunately, it appears that many Congress people didn't understand the situation that their votes would leave the country in. ISPs provided one major argument to justify overturning the proposed rule about obtaining your consent before your personal browsing and other information is sold. That argument is that non-ISP Internet service companies, such as Google or Microsoft, wouldn't be affected by the proposed Federal Communications Committee rules since they are not common carriers and so aren't regulated by the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC. Instead, those non-FCC-controlled companies are subject to privacy rules drawn up by the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC. The FTC rules are, according to the ISPs, not as burdensome as the proposed FCC rules. The ISPs asserted that, therefore, they are unfairly burdened with more stringent rules. Instead, they said, every company should be subject to the same rules. In their words, everyone should be on a level playing field. That sounds pretty reasonable. We all like a level playing field. And the majority of congresspeople apparently bought that argument without thinking a whole lot about it. But what does a level playing field mean when we talk about the Internet, and particularly about access to the Internet? The level playing field idea is based on the premise in economics that consumers have a choice, and therefore the company offering consumers the best choice in a competitive market in which all companies can compete equally, will flourish. So, how much choice do we have on the Internet when it comes to non-ISP companies? Well, while Google may be the biggest search engine, for example, there are dozens of others to choose from. Here at the Electronic Cottage, we haven't used the Google search engine in years and are managing to conduct our business just fine. The same is true of email providers or of document service providers there really is a choice available. And the companies do compete, at least to some extent, even if there are some 800-pound gorillas like Google in one field or another. So, how many internet service provider choices do you have? Nationally, about half of internet users who need high-speed service have exactly one choice. And in Maine, the situation is even worse. So, if we don't like the fact that our ISP is selling information about us, our choice in most places is to put up with it or simply not use the Internet. That's a pretty level playing field, eh? But won't the same rules implemented by the Federal Trade Commission that affect Google and the like also apply to ISPs? After all, that's why our Congress people told us that they voted to rescind the FCC rule. Well, no. Let's give our poor beleaguered and somewhat ill-informed congresspeople the benefit of the doubt, and let's just assume that they didn't know what their vote on this issue would mean for our privacy. See, the FTC is prohibited by law from regulating ISPs because they are common carriers. And common carriers, also by law, are regulated only by the FCC, which now, of course, thanks to Congress's vote, is unable to regulate those ISPs, even if it wanted to, which it doesn't under the current leadership. So, here's the final outcome of that, quote, congressional disapproval, quote, vote. When it comes to privacy regulations, ISPs are regulated by nobody, period. And that means that they can, under the law, Do whatever they want with our browsing and other very personal online information. Down here on the so called level playing field, since most of the country is under monopoly ISP control when it comes to high speed internet access, we consumers can't go to a different provider that, for example, says it won't track us and sell our information to the highest bidder. There isn't a different provider. We have no choice none, as in no choice, if we want to use the internet. Most of us have to use the monopoly ISP supplier in our area. ISPs were apparently surprised by the customer blowback from this congressional action that they lobbied for, wrote the position papers on, and so forth. ISPs apparently didn't think people cared, or if they did, with all of the other stink coming out of Washington these days, they thought that most people wouldn't notice. But we consumers did. So Comcast, Time Warner, which is now Spectrum, at Verizon, Charter, all heaved out press releases saying that they don't sell any of our personal information, although none of them said they won't do that in the future. Several did say that they allow their customers to opt out of having some of their information used to, quote, personalize, end quote, advertisements that customers see when they access the internet. Can we believe them? Well, that depends on exactly how they define the words that they use, which is not in many cases the way the rest of us use common words, like, for example, personal. But it is definitely worth finding out what your ISP's policy about privacy is. Is there anything else we can do if we're part of the 91% of Internet users who feel like they've lost control over their personal information? Perhaps, and we'll look at those tactics specifically right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.